Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in church. Please greet three people this time. I didn't say five. Three people around you say, welcome to church. And I'm here to receive. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is doing wonderful things. Before we start, we're going to pray. I mean, I was so impressed with what the church is doing in Kerala. And you must know what is happening. Kerala is a place in which there are a lot of Christians that are exporting the word out. So the devil wants to strike at the core of that place. But yet, regardless of all this, people are still there and they're standing firm. I believe Kerala will rise again. So let us say, Lord, let Kerala arise. Let Kerala arise at this time and shine. That the Lord will send Nehemiahs. Nehemiahs that will build up that city. That will build up the environment. That people that will stand firm to the word of God. Father Lord, we pray for this area of India. Father Lord, we know that is a strategic point, Father Lord. For your word. Lord, we ask and we pray that, Lord, that Kerala will arise. Kerala will be rebuilt, Father Lord. That people will not waver. People will not backslide because of this event. Father Lord, we ask that you keep people, Lord. Lord, we will provide for them in a special way, Father Lord. You will rebuild their lives, Father Lord. And through this, Father Lord, they shall be testimonies, Father Lord. Lord, we say it is well. It is well with Kerala. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. And Father Lord, as we're about to receive from you, Lord, we ask that we will take something from here, Father Lord. Even as I give your word, Father Lord, may I look up to the cross, Father Lord. As people look up here, Father Lord, may they look up to the cross, Father Lord, for what you have for them, Father Lord. For Lord, I am convinced that everybody that has come empty will go back full, Father Lord. May we have a word for each person, Father Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. It's good to be in church. It's always wonderful. I think I was telling my brother here when we left night vigil, I said, every time you come here, there's always a word for somebody. And night vigil, I got something. If you didn't come for night vigil, I think you missed it. You know, I got something, just something that will just drop in your heart. And that's why I I said everybody will get something that God will give for 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 him here today. In Jesus' name. So, uh, God has laid something for me to share with you. And I'll just give you a background. After a hard day's work, I usually go back home and I try to spend time with my family. At least we try to have a meal together. Because that's the, that's the time that, I mean, we can, we can share what happened throughout the day. Breakfast time, everybody's gone. Lunch time, you're in the office, everybody's away. So, we try to at least have one meal a day together. And that day, I sat down and I... Uh, I think my wife cooked, was it uh, fried rice and salad and everything? Very, something very nice. And I was just about to tuck into it. And my son was already eating his meat and uh, my wife was sitting down there. Then he just looks at me and he says, Daddy, do you have a will? And I'm like, where is this coming from? You know? First of all, I looked at him, then I looked at his mom. You know? Then I looked at my fried rice. Because someone's asking about your will. You're looking at, you're connecting the two things. And my wife said, I have nothing to do with this, you know. And, uh, and I said, okay, it's just one of those questions. And he followed it up. I said, how much have you left there for me? And I said, ah, this is, uh, this is too much, you know. So I, I dropped my fork and knife and I kept it aside. And I, and I told him, to him I, said, I said, Jonathan, let me clarify something for you. Anything I have is for me and my wife. Go and find your own. Go and look for there. I just assume you have nothing. You know, and I, I drummed into him and I left to that, you know. And afterwards, I still called the mom and said, What's it? She said, I have nothing to do with this, you know, and everything. And uh, it was interesting, you know. And uh, that's why today my topic is going to be my will, my legacy. My will, my legacy. My will, my legacy. Something that people don't want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it from the biblical point of view, you know. And uh, we have seen various examples. And our text is taken from the books of Proverbs 13.22. Okay? Proverbs 13.22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. 
but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Now, the catchword here is a good man. A good man. Some, some versions say a righteous man. Now, don't forget that the Bible says man does not mean that it excludes women. So, you can also add a good woman. Okay? You can add a good woman. So, you can find that a will is also part of God's divine plan. Since the Proverbs can talk about it, uh, it can be part of that also. Praise the Lord. So, to set the, the scenario, I'll just give some definitions. What is a will? Okay? It's a legal document in which a person states who should receive his or her property or possessions after he or she dies. Okay? Then we have another thing that we also hear. It's called the testament, which is also a legal instruction in which you, who you will receive your possessions after you die. Now, the difference between the two. One was pertaining personal property. One was pertaining commercial property or, I mean, personal possessions like clothes and whatnot. So that was, that was the difference. But now it's used interchangeably. So that's why you see sometimes you say my last will and testament. So they have joined everything together, but it can be used interchangeably. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Let's go to the next one. The next the definition we have is a legacy. Thank you, Brother Vivian. Vivian. Uh, the next is we have a legacy. And legacy and inheritance are also the same thing. Some people will use legacy. Some people will use inheritance. Money or property received from someone or a person that dies. That's the legacy I've given you. That's the inheritance and I've given you. And you know in the Bible, they, they spoke a lot about inheritance. Somebody inherited this and whatnot. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about the document itself. Let's talk about the document. Okay? There are various parts of a will. Okay? I'm just setting the scene. I'm taking somewhere, but just setting the scene. I hope you're with me. The first one, we have a date. Praise the Lord. So you have to date a will. The next one, we have the title and declaration. Your marital history and your children. It's on the days of will, sometimes you find out what has been happening that people do not know. You see where children come from nowhere. We see where a second wife appears from nowhere. You also have to give your own address to make sure you're the right person. Some days when they open the will, the guy that has written it has gone. He has left you with all the problems. You know, so all that has to be documented. Because if it's not documented, you don't have a particular of it. The next one, you have a disclaimer or, or no contest provision. In which you, you specify, this is what I've written. And no one can contest it. Because nowadays, people look for every loophole to contest what you have written. Am I correct? You have very, very sharp lawyers now that can contest everything, you know. And so you have to also add that. Another part also is the next one, you have an executor or a trustee. The person that will execute your will. The person that will share it. The person that will be responsible for giving it out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that person, you must give what kind of powers he derives from that. He must be able to say, I give him power to do this. I give him power to sell this. I give him... You must give the powers I hear. Then you might have guardianship for if you have minors, okay? You might have small children or whatever it is, and you have minor kids, you might have a guardian that you put there. Then next we go into the meat of it, the disposition of the assets. And that's why I like sometimes you hear some big words, I bequeath thee, I give thee, and so many big, big grammars that lawyers will use to confuse you. But at the bottom of that, does what you're giving out, what you're dividing, Okay? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, after that, we have witnesses. Praise the Lord. I think I, did, I wrote uh, guardianship twice. Witnesses. Witnesses are people that can bear witness that this was written by you. Ideally, you have two. And they have to be there with you. And they not, must not be beneficiaries. Because a witness beneficiary, he can go and collude because he knows what he has. So they have to be independent people, but they have to be together and witness what you're signing or what you're writing. So those are components of the documents that we talk, we talk about a will in life. Praise the Lord. And it usually says, for someone to write, it must be 18 and above. Praise the Lord. 18 and above, and it must be of sound mind. Okay? 
It must not be mentally despised or under any influence. It must be of sign mind, sign mind and you must be 18 years of age. And I believe everybody has a more of more, uh, 18 years and above. Praise the Lord. Everybody says of sound mind. Praise the Lord. So, next we're going to do, we'll have a little exercise. Please, we'll have a little exercise. Next slide, please. If you have a tablet or you have a pen, I want you to draft over. Whatever it is, whatever is sitting down there, draft it. And I'll know what I'm taking from. Based on what I've told you, just draft it. If you have an iPad, it doesn't have to be accurate, but just try and draft it. I'm giving five minutes. Five minutes, please. Five minutes. I want you to see how you feel right drafting it. Draft it and let's see. I've given the... Can you go back to the slide behind and just so they can see what is there? Wives, don't be, don't be stretching your neck into your husband's. <laughs> write your own. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's just an exercise. It's not right, it's not wrong. Okay? Just have a feel of it. I'm sure a lot of you have not thought about it. <laughs> you have not thought about it. You might be wondering what to put. It can be your clothes. It can be anything small. Ladies, it can be your gold. Who's going to have your gold? Uh-huh. Men, your houses, your cars. And if you want to consider me, my name is Emmanuel Marcus, please. <laughs> you can add my name there, please. I'm receiving, I'm willing to receive. scribble. Just scribble. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I know some of you might need a whole day to count your assets. Just say, it can just be one or two. Just summarize it. You don't have to put your bank accounts, uh, your dollar account, your pound, your real account. Praise the Lord. Okay, time off. Just, you, you, you'll keep it. But how did you feel? You must have felt there's a beginning and there's an end. Hallelujah. You must have come to your realize, come, there's a time I have to leave. <laughs> there's a time that I have to leave. You have done on you that there's a time I have to leave this earth. By writing that thing, that thing has come down to you. And then you find out, what time do I have left? Most of us do not think about that. What am I leaving behind? Most of us do not think about it. Today, I just woke up and I just remembered that six years ago, about this time, I was on a plane from Amsterdam to Muscat to set foot on this land for the very first time. And it's six years already. Six years today. Time has flown by. You know? And the question I want to ask myself is what have I given out? What have I left out? So, we're going to talk about what kind of legacies that we have. We have various types of legacies. Please, the next slide. We'll come back to what you have written. What kind of legacies that you have. You also thinking, what are you leaving behind? What are you being behind? And I put it there, three, four types of inheritances or four types of legacies you can leave. You can leave a financial legacy. Okay? You can leave a physical legacy. Okay? You can leave a char character legacy. I'll put it that way. Character legacy. And the fourth one, you can leave a spiritual legacy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll take the first one, the financial legacy. And that is what a lot of us are aware of. Praise the Lord. In Genesis 12, 1 to 3. But uh, Matthew, do you have that? Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. God will read that if he, if he has it. We're going to read some Bible verses. Some you might have to take home if you don't have enough time to read it. Now, the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, mm. to a land that I will show you. 
I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the nations of the, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm. Praise the Lord. Now, you will find out, I, I've put some verses there. You find out that Isaac inherited those blessings. If you go to Genesis 26, 3 and 12 to 13, you also find out God re-echoing that thing to Isaac. Re-echoing that to Isaac. And I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That was going to Isaac. Abraham, Isaac. And then you find that that also went to Jacob. Now, we're not talking, we're talking of physical, financial blessings because they had land, they had different things. You know, they were digging wells, people were taking it and they were going to dig new wells and it was coming out with water. That blessing was going on. Financially, it was moving from one generation to generation. Now, if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 33, it's a long chapter, we'll not be able to read it, but in your own time, you go and find out. Moses re-echoed this blessing on the children of Israel. The 12 tribes of the children of Israel he blessed them according to what Abraham was blessed. He gave them a portion of the land. That was Moses. I don't think Moses met Abraham, but he moved on. Praise the Lord. And then you find that also, after that, Joshua, when he conquered the land, he divided the land based on what God had promised. What God had promised. So you find that for God to say that, he requires us, he, he, it, it's acceptable for us to be able to give a legacy or to give a legacy since he had that for the children of Israel. You look at Jesus. Let's go back to Jesus. He didn't have anything. So there was nothing he could give financially. His clothes were supposed to be divided. But because it was one single three piece, they cast lots. So someone inherited it illegally. I'll put it that way. But what he had was his mother. And what did he say to his mother? He said, woman, behold your son. And son, behold your mother. That was to John. So John added a mother. And his mother added a son. Okay? Praise the Lord. If I was in John's shoes, I'd be very happy because I have the mother of Jesus Christ. Now, this is a warning for men. He didn't mention anything about Joseph. <laughs> with our kids, they will always stick to the mother. <laughs> you know, he just only said, Joseph the carpenter was not there. He only mentioned his mother who was to take care of his mother. And that's what they, they had. So fast forward to modern day Israel. Israel today, a small nation, but still they're enjoying the financial blessings of old. Israel is known for research. Okay? Anything you want, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, all of them have research centers there. Agriculture, they're there. Defense, they're there. Anything intellectually, they're there. Go to America. Some of the richest people in America are Jews. They have a very, very strong political group. They have prospered because of this legacy that they've gotten from, from Abraham. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That does not mean that it's everybody that gets financial blessings. Some people are left with debts. That was the part I didn't tell you. Part of your should also happen, what happens to your debt? People are left with debts. But me and you will not leave anybody with debt in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We will not leave anybody with debt in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. People are left with debt. I think uh, there's a story of uh, the Singh brothers, Rambaxi Laboratories. You must know about them. They inherited money, almost $2 billion. It fizzled out. So you see, yes, people can also inherit debts. Let's go to number two, physical. Physical legacy, okay? There's really not much you can change. There's really not much you can change. David beget handsome kids, Solomon, Absalom, all of them. You also have biological ramifications. You find out genetically, they'll tell you, okay, if he has allergy, the kids will have allergy. You find that sometimes we have genotypes, AS, SS, and whatnot. That you have gotten from your parents. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And there's really not much you can do. As my wife always reminds me, she'll say, an apple does not fall from, fall from the tree. Anytime I complain about my son, she'll say, an apple does not fall too far from the tree. Then I have to look at myself and say, okay, yes, they're my offspring. 
Maybe they got that from me, you know? But we're getting that physically. But then we also have generational sicknesses. Can someone get me 2 Samuel 2.29? If you can remember the story of Abner. Abner had a treaty from Saul's house with David. And David was supposed, gave him his word, nothing will happen to him. Let it rest on the head of Job and on all his father's house. And let there never fail to be in the house of Job one who has a discharge or is a leper, who leans on a staff or falls by the sword, or who lacks bread. That was a generational sickness that was given on Job's house for killing Abner because he revenged the killing of his brother. So you will find out that that curse would have gone from one generation to another generation. Now, what am I saying about the physical, uh, physical legacy? There's really not much you can change unless by prayer and God's mercy. So you have to know how to pray. If it's something that has been given to you physically or genetically, you have to go back to the maker. It's not man that can change that. And we have cases that God has been merciful and has changed people's stories. He has changed people's testimonies. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Next one we got is the, the issue that we're talking about is uh, character legacy. Character legacy. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Verse 1 of that part says, A good name is better than all wealth. A good name is better than all wealth, isn't it? A good name is chosen rather than great riches, loving favor than silver and gold. That is the character we're trying to build in our children. And I see us as parents, we're struggling to instill the right character in our children. Sometimes it can become a nightmare. But we're trying to give them that legacy of having a good character. But one of the things is, are we living that character we want to give them? There's always a story I always tell. There was a man in Nigeria then. He was working in uh, Asorok. Okay, well, Asorok is like a Downing Street, White House. Uh, what's the name in India? Uh, is it Rajpatari Bhavan or so? I'm sure in New Delhi. Am I correct? Uh, maybe I didn't pronounce it properly. But that's where the, the seat of the president, where the president sits. And he was working there. His kids needed to go to school. And he went and asked for an advance from his salary. They wrote it and they gave it to him. And usually in those places, they have a lot of money. So nobody returns the money. So when he came back, he got his salary. He went back and paid to the finance. And he collected a receipt. And he came back and met his boss and said, I've paid. And his boss looked at him and said, okay. And he moved there. And he went back and he became a deputy consul in Ireland. Diplomat, diplomat. And there was an issue there of corruption and whatnot. And the ambassador there wanted to, to get rid of him. And she got ready. She was going to set the panel. And he was at loss. So he used his last straw. And he called his former boss, which was the chief of staff. And said, this is what is happening. And the chief of staffs are very, very powerful. He called the Minister of uh, Foreign Affairs. And he called the palm sec. He said, what's happening in Ireland? He said, you don't know what's happening in Ireland. So I can't help you with that at the moment. He said, what's happening in Ireland? You know? And um, they said, we don't know. They said, we'll go and find out what's happening in Ireland. And when I found out, they came back. And he told them something. He said, you can accuse this man of anything. But of embezzlement, nothing can happen. So suspend that panel. Start, put the panel here, call them back all to Nigeria, and we'll find out what the issue is. And they came back, and he was exonerated. He finished his career as an ambassador to Kenya. He finished his career, and the way he went back and met his boss, and he went back and said, thank you. He said, I'll tell you something. I've been here for almost six years. People come and collect advance. No one has returned it. You're the first person that returned this amount of money. And that's why you know your character is not along that line. Now, that's the character we're talking about, integrity, values that we're having. If we live it, that's when we can transfer it. But you cannot transfer it if you do not live it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You have to live that character to transfer it. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the last, last one, which I'm going to zero in. Our spiritual legacy. Spiritual legacy. And we can have a verse. We can remember the issue of Elijah and Elisha. First Kings 19, 19 to 21. 
I'll read it. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with the twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the twelve. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. Please let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he said, go back again for what I have done to you. So Elisha turned back and from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh, using the oxen equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Elijah had just finished complaining. I'm the only one left. God told him, go and anoint Elisha. And he went. Elisha followed him and became his servant. What does that mean? He became his servant to understudy Elijah. It took time. There was, a, there was a time between Elisha started following Elijah before Elijah was taken. Praise the Lord. And you find that in verse 2, in chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you. And Elisha said, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from it, it shall be so for you, but it shall not be so. So what did happen? Elisha asked for a double portion of the anointing. He asked for any other thing. And we know the story, and we know he got it. If we say who did more miracles, who performed more miracles in the Bible, Elijah or Elisha? Elisha. Because he truly lived that double anointing. Elijah gave him a spiritual legacy that Elisha carried, and he built on it. Now, that is what we should desire for our children. That the spiritual level that we have, they should have a double portion. That's the spiritual legacy that we should be want to give our children. We cannot be coasting like this and then our children will coast down like that. They should start from there and continue. That's the inheritance we want to give our children. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But then Elisha took that and then he tried to also pass it. He had a servant. And we know the servant's name. We called him Gazi. If I tell you the story, how I learned about the name Gazi, it's, it's, it's a funny one. I think I was in it was high school. We used to call that. That was our principal's nickname because he was fond of collecting things on the table. And students can be terrible. And they started calling him Gazi. So we had to go and read what happened to Gazi, you know. And uh, so that was that was the issue. Gazi, Second Kings four twenty nine to thirteen. If you can remember the when the widow came and her son was about died. And he said to Gazi, get yourself ready and take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now Gazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore, he went back to meet him and told him, saying, the child has not awakened. Elijah was trying to pass certain principles to Gyazi. But Gyazi had not received of that anointing. Because he was given a rod to take and go and place on the child. There was no need for Elijah to go. But Gyazi had his own problems. And I won't go into that. But he was not able to do that. Elijah could not transfer it to Gyazi. Our Jesus Christ had 12 disciples. One fell by the wayside. He stayed with him for three and a half years. But he could not receive that spiritual. So about giving and receiving is a two-way thing. Praise the Lord. I listen to me. You want a better spiritual legacy. You have to be able to receive it. You come into church day in, day out. How can you receive to give your children when you don't come to receive? I think my, my brother, Brother Frank, was telling me about, we were just praying there. If you have time, please, come early in the morning part. Come and pray there. Come and pray for the service. He mentioned about somebody that said, I just want to come to church and just go. I don't want anything else to do with the church. I just want to attend service and go. How would you give your child that spiritual, spiritual legacy where you don't want to be involved with things of the church? Judas never connected. Yazi never connected. 
So you have to be in the right place. You cannot give what you do not have. Praise the Lord. Now, we can debate about Elisha and, uh, and uh, Elijah. But let's go to 2 Kings 13, 20 to 21. Then Elisha died and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was. As they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood his feet. What a tragedy. I say it. What a tragedy. Elisha took that double anointing and he took it to the grave. It was never passed on. It was so strong that someone touched his bones and came back. Came back to life. What has God deposited in you that you have not passed down to the next generation? I don't want your own story to be like, like that of Elisha. There's a lot of talent here. There's a lot God has deposited in you. But have you been able to give it out to your children? Or even your non-biological children. Because after all, Gazi was not Elisha's biological child. But have you been able to give that across to them? Have you been able to give that across to people that you have discipled? Let me not be said that God blessed you on that day. And then you took it to the grave. And you took it to the grave. Think about it. Are your kids where they're meant to be spiritually? Have you taught them enough? Have you handed over to them? I don't know the scenarios between Elisha and Gazi. I don't know what happened at that time. I don't know whether he could have gotten a different servant to help him out. But all I know is the scripture. There was no record that he passed on. And if we leave after the story of Elisha, there was a long gap. There was no prophet in the land. There was no quick transition. It was a long time. There were just wars, this one fought this one, this king fought that one. There was no really man of God at that particular point in time. So if our parents could instill the word of God in us, how far have we gone? How far have we gone? Now, Jesus Christ had a legacy. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Jesus Christ had a legacy. And in First Peter 1, 3 to 4, I think the next slide, it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven. Jesus Christ gave us an inheritance that is waiting for us in heaven. If we do the needful. If we accept him. It's, the, it's incorruptible. It's the word of God. He didn't leave us. With an idea of what he was giving us. It's not like me and my son that I, I kept quiet. I didn't tell him anything. But Jesus Christ has told us we have something in heaven. Me, you, we have something in heaven. Even at that. He left us something physically. Let's go to Acts 1, 4 to 5. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Even as he was leaving, he gave us a legacy of the Holy Spirit. He gave us a legacy of the Holy Spirit to be able to see us through. It's left for us to receive it. And what is the Holy Spirit going to give you? The Holy Spirit encompasses everything we're talking about. You might see one thing he said he gave you, but it encompasses everything. Because we know, what do we get from the Holy Spirit? The fruits of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. If you go to Galatians 5, 22 and 3, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, I guess such there is no law. 
He didn't want to come and say, I'm giving you this, 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 and this. He didn't have time for that. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. And from the Holy Spirit, you can get all these attributes. So if you can remember, I was talking about a character legacy. That's number one priority. The spiritual legacy is there. Feel through the Holy Spirit, I need to build your character. And once you build out your character, it will breed your financial legacy. Because whatever you have in the fruits of the Spirit is the right mix for you to progress in this life. Self-control. Self-control. I've never seen a rich businessman, legitimate rich businessman, that does not have self-control. Long-suffering. Faithfulness. Brother Sam said something very... Bishop Sam, sorry. I'm correct. Bishop Sam said something yesterday. During the night vigil. And as I said, 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 he was talking about Peter going about with the boats and the captain said they should sail. He was an expert, but they were required not to, to move at that particular point in time. Do we have that long-suffering? If they didn't move at that time, they wouldn't have been wrecked. So whatever is required for you to prosper is found in the fruits of the Spirit. And that is given by the Holy Spirit. And that is what we inherited from Jesus Christ when he left. That was legacy he gave us. That was the legacy he gave us. So my question to you, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Don't forget what I said. You cannot give what you do not have. So how will he give that to your children? To your disciples? If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit? There's no way you can give that. Brother Matthew, please can I read Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, please? In him you also trusted after you heard the word of, the, of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The guarantee of our inheritance, the Holy Spirit. He gives us the fruit of the Spirit, but he's also the guarantee. It's also the guarantee of what we require. And that's why I'm pressing on that point. The spiritual legacy we're talking about is about the Holy Spirit. Because from the Holy Spirit, every other thing will be added. It's in your one word, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and every other thing shall be added unto you. I can move that word, seek ye first the Holy Spirit and every other thing shall be added unto you. And people are witnesses to us here and in church. People are witnesses. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? If you are not, go back to your closet and ask God, fill me with the Holy Spirit that I might be able to give a legacy Uh, let's go back to your papers you have written. If you sat down and did that, that, that exercise, I'm sure most of us would have written my house, my car, my clothes, my gold. You would have mentioned your assets. And that's what is expected of us as human beings. But I'm here to tell you no. That's not what is important. From the bottom, the spiritual legacy is what is important. How wish on every one of our wheels we will say, I have been filled with the Holy Spirit. My children have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And as I pass on, I know their future is secured based on this verse. That is how my will and your will should read. And if you get to that point, then death is not an issue. Because you know you're covered. 
You have what is waiting for you and you know what you have done to the next one, to the next generation. You would have finished the race. You, have run, you would have run it properly. Then after that, you can go back and write all the other things you want to write. It's allowed. It's allowed. Don't get me wrong. Bequeathing your assets and everything is not wrong. That's why I came from the biblical perspective and showed you how God sent inheritances to different people. It's not wrong. In fact, it's even advisable. It's even advisable. It saves you a lot of stress and it prepares people for when you're leaving. But what I'm trying to say, the financial bit is not what is important. My time is running up. But one thing I'll say in conclusion. A will can always be amended or corrected before one dies. It can always be amended or corrected before one dies. And I'm not dead. You are not dead. So what are you going to do about it? It's food for thought. What are you going to do about it? It's never too late. It's never too late to factor these things in. Into your way of life. Into how you live. Into thinking the next generation in the church. In your homes. At the end, what matters is the intangible. Not the tangible. The things that you cannot see. The fruits of the spirit. That you cannot touch. But they can manifest. It's what is more important. Than all that we have laid here. Because all we have laid here can be finished in one second. That's why I give the story about the same brothers. It can be gone. Whatever you give your children, it can be gone. Whatever church Pastor Abraham leaves behind, it can be gone if there are no people that will manage it that are spirit-filled. It can go. All those are, all those are tangible things. And that's why I say the best legacy you can give is a spiritual legacy by making sure your children, people in the church, are filled with the Holy Spirit, displaying the fruit of the Spirit. That's the best you can give. And God will help us to be able to give that. May we not be founding wanting on that last day. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Can we stand to our feet? You heard the word of God, what is God prepared for us today about the legacy, the, how God has been, what is his purpose in our life, my will and my legacy. God has been speaking to us, each and every one of us. You know where you are. What is your legacy in your life? What is the priority? Whether financial, physical, character, or the spiritual. Among all, God has spoken to you about your spiritual legacy. Do you have your spiritual legacy? Examine yourself. Close your eyes. Recollect everything what you have heard. God has given us a life. Only one life on this earth. Why God has given that? What you are in? What is the purpose? 
each and every one of us come across so many things in our life today god has spoken to us to our heart this is god's word to have a spiritual legacy basically do you know jesus christ in your life do you accept jesus christ as the lord and savior of your life do you have the holy spirit in your life to take control over you and to teach you and to guide you we may earn many things do we have the gift of the spirit do we have the fruit of the spirit are you working for it have you ever heard or thought of it what is you are doing on this earth or even as a member of this church please think about it it is god's will for us to know him and to be fruitful on this earth by our fruit the world will know who we are do we have that fruit exposed to be seen by the world if not pray pray as god first of all you should have the desire secondly you should ask him he is the one who is the giver of the fruit of the spirit and the gift of the spirit once i have testified about the fruit and the gift what i desired for and god answered me straight away the same god will answer to you the god has the purpose concerning each and every one of you if you do not know please ask him what is his will in your life what is the legacy in your life pray father god we thank you for the privilege of hearing your word father we thank you for the word which you have spoken to each and every one of us lord we thank you for your servant thank you for the right word and the right time lord for us to hear and also not only the hearers of your word lord we pray that you will keep us as the doers of your word as we heard your word help us to meditate that word and work on that oh father lord as we are examine even in this time lord we are a weak vessels lord we are many things hidden to many of us today you open the spiritual eyes of your children father help us go back and meditate your word yes lord what is your will as a legacy in our lives of father yes lord my will my legacy is the spiritual legacy of father let that be the portion of each and every one of us lord fill each and every one of your children with your gift the fruit of the spirit the gift of the spirit is our portion whenever wherever we go wherever we meet whom we meet let the people know and see that we are your children the fruit of the spirit is known to everyone of father lord keep us as a living witnesses as a testimony to this world of father you have only one purpose concerning each and every one of us lord for any not for any other thing other than the spiritual the life what you have given is lord to inherit your kingdom of father and also bring many more along with us to fill your kingdom of father we thank you we thank you oh father father even in this time we pray for each and every one of your children those who do not know you those who do not hear about it lord meet your children
speak to them in your own way in your own time lord you have a great plan great purpose and a divine plan in each and every one of us whatever the purpose we have come to this land but one purpose is to know you and to make you known to others oh father it is possible only with the spirit of the fruit of the spirit of father thank you lord once again lord ben now we pray for your children those who are even with a physical need in this place father whatever the weaknesses or sicknesses whatever the heaviness in their heart or in their body father we pray in the name of jesus christ touch your children release them set them free lord in any cause none of the physical sicknesses or weaknesses or evinesses become an hindrances for them to know you to serve you to worship you to glorify your name of father strengthen them physically and spiritually bless your children even those who are in the financial need of father lord you meet every need of your children we know for sure you are the provider there is none like you oh father father meet every need of your children when your children are leaving this place let them leave this place glorifying and testifying of your goodness fill them with your love fill them with your joy fill them with your peace which you promised to us you are the prince of peace which you promised let that peace prevail in each and every one of us once again bless your children and servant whom you have used as we are going to leave let your presence continue to remain with us in jesus most exalted name we pray amen let us share the grace together may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever forever and ever